This is the bonus Friday, September 17th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. What a Thursday night game we had last night with the Washington football team sneaking out a win. Now it's time to look ahead. We've got everything you need to know in the next 10 to 15 minutes with all the prop bets we like heading into the NFL betting weekend. Of course, that's week two. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Anita Marks here with the one and only, one of the most brilliant men I know that work here at ESPN, and that is Mike Clay. Mike, hi. Hey, hey! I I always appreciate working with you because you always build me up so so well. So uh, that always gets us started on the right foot. I appreciate that. Well, good thing you're so smart, and, and that's why <laughs> that's why I do that. Hey, listen, we're always going to recap our previous week uh, before we head into our week two, and uh, we did extremely well in week one uh, for our NFL prop bet podcast. Um, I went nine and one. Mike went two and three. So all in all, eleven and four in week one. So, Mike, folks who listen to us are definitely playing with house money. Yeah, no question about it. Um, you know, we I, I have an article, too, where I put all of my props up, too, and we are above 500. So, overall, we, we uh, crushed it for the week, and we'll see if we can do it again this time around. All right, let's do it. Let's dive into the Broncos-Jags game. We're both on a certain prop bet. I had this in the column. I saw you sent me your article this morning. Why don't you tee it up for our listeners? Yeah, so, and look, I'm kind of kicking myself for not doing this one last week because I identified it and then did not write it up for whatever reason. Uh, but it's LaVisca Chanel over uh, a half a yard on the ground, a half, uh, half a rushing yard. It's at uh, minus a buck 15. So, you know, you're not getting great juice, but it's not too bad either. And here's the thing I mean, look, it, it's basically a lottery ticket, right? It's going to come down to one play in this game, most likely. But if he gets a carry, he's probably going to hit this one. And look, if you look back at his history so far in the pros, uh, he has at least one carry in 12 of his 15 games, and he has at least one rushing yard in 10 of his 15 games. That includes last week with Urban Meyer. So first game with Urban Meyer, he did give him a carry, and he got nine yards on that play. He's averaging a little over five yards per carry in his career so far, and of course he's part of that running game there in Jacksonville. So I do think he gets a carry, and Anita, if he gets it, you know, the odds are he's going to get positive yardage. That's all we need. We need one yard and we, and we win this one. I love it. I love it. Um, I, and I, and I love, by the way, last night's game with the, with the giants, I had one of my favorite bets was Sterling Shepard, one carry for over a half a yard. He got the carry, but it ended up minus nine yards. No, no. And he had such a big game too. He had such a big oh, game. So that one oh, that crushed me. It was one of my favorite bets too. But anyway, uh, well, I love it. I love I love when offensive coordinators think out of the box and they utilize their wide receivers who have you know a lot of athleticism. You know, either putting them in the backfield or using them as uh, you know end around whatever the case may be. All right, I've got another bet in this game I really like, and that's Javante Williams over fifty five and a half rushing and receiving yards. You can get that at minus one fifty. Listen, he had fifteen touches last week. And the Jags, no bueno, Mike, against opposing running backs. They gave up three touchdowns to opposing running backs in week one. I know a lot of people are going to shy away from him because of what Melvin Gordon was able to do. But keep in mind, Melvin Gordon, just he broke. He had one phenomenal play. Granted, he ran. I think they clocked him at 21 and a half miles an hour, which is really impressive. But 
Um, everything I heard from Legwald, who uh, Jeff Legwald, who covers the Denver Broncos for us here at ESPN, says that uh, Javante Williams is just a complete stud. He's owned he owned training camp, and I think they really unleash him and and really put some packages in this game for him. So I like over fifty five and a half rushing and receiving yards for Javante Williams in that game. Let's take a look at this, the 49ers in the Eagles game. You're a huge Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so what? tell me, what what are some of the prop bets you like in this matchup? Yeah, I actually have a couple from this game uh, at the link, and it starts with George Kittle. Believe it or not, I'm going to go under five and a half catches for him, and that might seem dangerous, but Woo! yeah, right? I mean, for a guy that's so good at football, he's actually been short of six catches in nine of his past 12 games. Uh, you know, since he took over a starter for the Niners, he's played 42 games and he's got to six catches only 48% of the time, 20 times. So uh, we also saw the Eagles play very well in week one, especially against Kyle Pitts. He had eight targets in that game, only at four catches for 31 yards. So look, Kittle, you know, he's basically, you know, say 50, 50 shot to get there. Maybe you think it's a little bit higher than that, but he, it's plus a buck 15. You're getting plus money on this one. So I'm going to take that one all day long. And the other one here, that I like from this game is on the other side. It's Jalen Hurts over 31 and a half pass attempts. Look, Hurts has played four games in full so far in the NFL, and he's reached 32 pass attempts in three of those games. The only exception was his debut as a starter against the Saints last season. He only had 30 in that game. Since that point, it's been 44, 39, and 35. The 35 is this past Sunday in a game where the Eagles led pretty much throughout that game, right? So game script was working against him, and he still got the 35 pass attempts. Also, he just saw the Lions throw the ball 57 times against these same 49ers just a few days ago. So uh, it looks like the Eagles are not going to be a run-heavy offense with Hurts. They're going to throw the ball plenty, and he should be able to get the 32 pass attempts pretty comfortably in this game. I like that. Um, I'm going the 49ers side. Debo Samuel, man, over 58 and a half receiving yards. This dude is one of the best wide receivers in yards after the catch. And I could get the over at 58 and a half at minus 115. Man, I'm all over it. This might be my favorite bet this week, Mike. You know, I don't know what's going on. What you- have you heard anything? Like, what's up with Ayuk? You know, he's like, he's just totally in the doghouse. You know, last week, wah, 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 everything, you know, fantasy football-wise, Ayuk was the wide receiver you wanted to draft and have on your on your roster. Obviously, that wasn't the case with, uh, with Debo Samuel. Man, he just put on a show last week. So, yeah. you know, I'm sure I'm sure Ayuk will be back in action, but it's evident. Jimmy Garoppolo really, really likes – they've got great chemistry, and, and he's such an immense talent. Also, another thing I like, Debo Samuel, I, you could just see in his face his competitiveness. Um, I just – I dig the dude a lot, and, and I think, and I think, this, I think this, uh, this yardage is really, really low considering his talent and his ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm over on this one as well. Uh, Kyle Shanahan did just comment on Ayuk though, and he said uh, the injury was part of the issue there. And mm-hmm. it se- and he said he's not in the doghouse. He says he will, you know, play more. It seems like so. I do think Ayuk plays a bigger role in this game, but it seems like for now Debo's the number one. So uh, I'm with you on the over here. All right, Vikings and Cardinals, right? Like mm-hmm. Murray, boy, talk about a guy who put on a clinic in Week One. Can he do it against the Vikings in Week Two? What say you, Mike Clay? Yeah, I mean, I think I'll have a, a good fantasy day, a good statistical day, and uh, I, of course, picking Arizona to win, although I am high on Minnesota this year. They very much disappointed me in week one, but they're battling some injuries as well. They're on the road. So um, I do. I think Arizona has a, a game script that's going to work a little against Kyler throwing the ball here. So I'm actually going under 
275 passing yards in this game. Look, he had 289, just got over this number in week number one, but he had been under 275 in seven of his past eight games. In fact, you look back throughout his career, he's gotten to this number 33% of the time, 11 of 33 games. He's averaging a little under 242 yards per game uh, throughout his career. And again, I think they'll be able to run the ball in this one. So my, my projection is about 30 yards below this line. So I'm definitely leaning on the under. I'm going with a wide receiver uh, that plays with Murray, and that's Rondell Moore, over 39 and a half receiving yards. He was four of five for 68 in week one. And it's he's such an immense talent. Everybody that I talk to who uh, who works for the Cardinals or covers the Cardinals say that, you know, he's just – you can't keep your eyes off of him. So I think Kingsbury is going to continue to create and design game plan to get more the ball. So mm-hmm. I like I like the over 39.5 receiving yards for him, and you can get that at minus 110. Yeah, the only thing with Moore is they just have to play him more, right? He had – uh, five targets in that game, Anita. He only ran 14 routes, right? He's he's a step behind, you know, Green, Hopkins, and Kirk. So that makes me nervous, you know, a number of four receiver on the over. Uh, I would actually lean the other direction from you here. But, you know, maybe that's just like, you remember Justin Jefferson last year, kind of get your feet wet right out of the gate, right? He didn't get going until week three. Maybe it's the same kind of thing with Rondale, but uh, he has a little, there's a little blockage here on that depth chart. He needs to play a little more. Because, you know, the odds that he's going to get a, a target every third route are pretty, pretty slim in this league. I just, I'm bank, two things, I'm, you're, you're absolutely right, Mike, and that's why you're so brilliant. But I'm banking on two things. I'm banking on his athleticism, and I'm banking on Kingsbury that when he does play, he doesn't play often, but it's kind of like, you know, uh, what's the Dos Equis guy, right? Like, <laughs> right? He doesn't play often, but when he does – um, four or five for 68. So that, that's why I, I do, uh-huh. I, I do like the over, but, um, hopefully, hopefully we've got a winner there. Let's talk about the Falcons and the Bucks. Um, let's, uh, let, let's start, I'll, I'll, I'll kick us off in this matchup and, and that's Mike Davis. And I'm curious to get your thoughts here. I know I'm, I'm picking an under Mike. Can you believe it? What? I, know. <laughs> I never, I rarely pick unders and I, and you know, it's so funny cause I get criticized so much for it. And my, 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 it's not a comeback, but like, I don't want to root for a guy to do poorly. It's not who I am as an individual. And I know you got to leave your heart at the door and it's all about winning money, but I rarely pick unders, but I'm picking an under here and it's Mike Davis under 39 and a half rushing yards at minus 115. Listen, coming in, I thought, man, Mike Davis was going to be the bell cow in that backfield for Atlanta. Oh, whoa, slow your roll. Not the case, buddy. You got Patterson back there, seven for 54, and Gallman. I should have known Gallman. I know, you know, listen, Gallman was good here with the Giants. I, I was, I'm a little surprised that the Giants let him go, and then he was cut from his second team. Now he landed in Atlanta. So the, a, a much more uh, busy, uh, congested backfield than I thought. So I'm going under 39 and a half rushing yards. And as well, of course, as we know, the Bucks defense, you know, you can't run. Like, look, Dallas was like, we have Ezekiel Elliott and we can't run against you. So, I mean, I just, I, I just don't think Mike Davis is going to get a, a lot of carries or put up a lot of yards. So I'm going under 39 and a half rushing yards for him. I'm curious to get your thoughts on that play and what your play is in this game. Yeah, so I'm actually in the over because, I mean, yes, Cordell Patterson was involved, but Davis more than doubled him in snaps and had 15 carries in a game where they were getting blown out by Philadelphia. So 
he doesn't really have competition for carries there, right? I mean, it should be mostly him, and it is a tough defense. But, again, I only have him at 13 carries against his tough Tampa run defense. You know, three and a half yards per carry. That's all he needs to, to hit this mark uh, uh, comfortably. So um, I'll lean the other way. We'll see how, see how it plays out. But I get the concerns against one of the best uh, run defenses in the NFL. Uh, the other one, you know, the, the direction I'm going is controversial. You know, people have been uh, really questioning my uh, valuation of Antonio Brown this season, and I think the props are too high this week. I know he had a big week one, but, you know, 121 yards and the touchdown. But look, he only had seven targets and five catches in that game. He was third in line at wide receiver. You know, 41 snaps in that game, 36 routes. That was well behind Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Now, Mike Evans was shadowed by Trevon Diggs. Diggs had a good game. Brady didn't go to him. He went to the other receivers, and that's why Brown paid off. So I'm looking at Brown under five and a half catches here, and I'm looking at under 63 and a half yards. And the reason, you know, on top of what we saw last week, you know, and I think I'll play out a little bit differently this week, Brown has played 12 games with the Buccaneers, and he's gotten to six catches three times, three of those 12 games. He's hit this mark. One of those games, he had 11 catches. Mike Evans did not play. That's where a lot – you hear a lot of – extrapolated uh, numbers on Brown, but it includes that game that Mike Evans didn't play and Brown was a featured player. He's not that normally, and he will not be that this week either. So that's uh, that bothers me a little bit. Also, he's gotten to the 64-yard mark here in four of 12 games, three of 11, if we exclude that game, Mike Evans was out. So it is a good matchup against the Falcons. That makes me nervous, but the role he's playing here and what we've seen from him so far with this team makes me, you know, makes me certainly want to lean toward the under on these two props. There's so many mouths to feed, right? Like, let me right. see this. Like, I like I, I've got. I like Gronk scoring a touchdown this week. You like that? Gronk finding the end zone again. It's, it's, I mean, it's, I, you're not going to get me to bet against Gronk finding the end zone. Right? <laughs> know, right? it's like, it's mom. Where are my football pants? I love that. <laughs> right, uh, Cincinnati and the Bears. Uh, I listen. Joe Burrow proved me proved me wrong, dude. Right, that knee is a okay. Two hundred sixty-two yards, two touchdowns. Here's another thing, Mike, how aggressive they were passing on first down. You know, he was nine for nine passing on first down. And I want to say they like they could and then they converted six first downs passing on first down. So I expect a lot of the same against the Bears who gave up 16 yards per completion to the Rams. So I like over 265 and a half passing yards for Burrow this week. What's your play? Yeah, my bur- uh, my uh, my play here is a negative for Burrow. I'm going yes to an interception, and the reason is very simple. It popped out because it's plus 155. You know, I mean, it's major plus money on an interception. And look, he hasn't thrown a lot in his career. He only has five in 11 games. He actually hasn't thrown one uh, during his past four games. And you know, he's facing the Bears defense this week. You know, historically, or at least in the in recent years, they've been very good defensively. The secondary has some problems right now, especially the cornerback position. So you're not super worried about it. But still, with the volume he's going to see in a game like this, I have him as basically a 50-50 proposition here to uh, to throw a pick. And even if you think it's a little bit below that, it's plus 155. So the potential payoff here is, is terrific. So I'm going to lean yes. And also, Anita, I need to make up for last week because I went yes on Carson Wentz and Sam Darnold, and they combined for zero somehow. I can't believe... At least one of those did not hit uh, at close to even money. So uh, I think we're going to make it up this week with with some nice juice here on Joe Burrow. 
I love it. All right, let, let's close the podcast out. There's a few other plays that I like. I want to tee up for you. Maybe there's one, one or two that you really like. Maybe you don't. Patriots and Jets. I love this game. You know me. I love Mac Jones. The fact that he fell to the Patriots is just ridiculous to me. It's money making money. Mac Jones over 243 and a half passing yards against a horrible Jets secondary riddled with rookies. Um, also, Zach Wilson interception. Bill Belichick against rookies. 25 touchdowns, 48 interceptions. Granted, it's a lot of juice at minus 175, but chances are Zach Wilson is going to throw a pick against Bill Belichick's defense. I love Corey Davis over four and a half receptions. Jets will be playing from behind. It's evident that Zach Wilson looks his way a lot. And you can get that, by the way, at plus 110. I kind of like those odds. Also, the Texans-Browns game. I'm jumping back on with uh, with Philip Lindsay over 28 and a half rushing and receiving yards. I know Mark Ingram was the big running back back there in week one, but I still like what Philip Lindsay can bring to the equation out of that backfield, especially being utilized in the passing attack. And then last but not least, sneaky good play here, Mike. I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. No Odell Beckham Jr. Anthony Schwartz, who surprised me in week one, is dealing with a knee injury. Didn't practice Wednesday, didn't practice Thursday. We'll keep an eye on what happens today. But everything we were hearing is Donovan Peoples-Jones was owning training camp for the Cleveland Browns. Over 29 and a half receiving yards and over two and a half receptions. I think that's a really sneaky good play in that Browns-Texans game. Any of those pique your interest? Yeah, I think they're all pretty good. I uh, don't love the juice on the pick, obviously, like you said, but the odds are pretty good against New England. Uh, they don't have Stephon Gilmore still, but it's still a pretty good defense. Um, my projection's over on the Mac Jones yardage. I'm close on the catch total, so I like it at, the, at that juice. I agree on Lindsey. I think uh, garbage time was a big reason why Ingram had so many carries. I'm with you. I think we'll see a little bit more Philip Lindsey this week. And the best one there is the last one. I'm with you on Peoples-Jones, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little wary of Anthony Schwartz because he only ran 16 routes and he was targeted five times. But again, about a third of his routes, you don't really see that sustain itself. Whereas Peoples Jones was right there with Jarvis Landry. He was only targeted once, but you know, Landry ran 26 routes out of a possible 30 in that game. Peoples Jones ran 25. He was right there with him. So I'm with you. I'm at 40 yards and uh, on a little right between two and a half, three catches. So uh, I like the over there a lot. Awesome. Uh, a lot, a lot to unpack, a lot to digest. Mike Clay and myself, Anita Marks, with you every Friday uh, with our favorite prop bets heading into each week of the NFL season. 10, 15 minutes of the bets you need as promised. So please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously. And, uh, and of course, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. Mike, good luck in week two, my friend. You too. You too.